Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and we are at part two of Cartoon Wars. Uh, of course, you guys listened to last week's episode, the build-up leading into everything that happened in part one of the episode. So now, excuse me, going to go... Into part two of this week's episode, uh, Cartoon Wars Part Two. This is the conclusion to the episode, or to this two-part event, and it's gonna be very, very interesting to see what people thought about this episode, especially the second part. And as I promised, I'm gonna give you guys later on my thoughts on Family Guy as a whole. So, there's a lot to go through today. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive into Cartoon Wars Part 2. The episode originally aired on April the 12th, 2006, was written and directed by Trey Parker. So, the episode begins with a... Previously on South Park, where we get to see basically everything that happened. And then, we get... Oh, this was so good. I, I remember when I saw this for the first time, I laughed so hard. And now, the exciting conclusion of Cartoon Wars will not be seen at this time, so we can bring you the following Terrence and Phillips special! Eh. If you don't get the reference, you gotta go all the way back to Season 2. <laughs> So, they show the brand new Terrence and Phillips special, The Mystery at the Lazy J Ranch. So, in this scene, Terrence and Philip are riding a horse at a ranch when all of a sudden they meet up with the Prophet Muhammad. Except Muhammad is censored by the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. And... Terrence and Philip go to the studios, they go to the headquarters of the CBC, and they explain their anger of what just happened. And, you know, they say to their, you know, they say to the lead guy, look, they're going to show this on, you know, they're, they're going to show this on Fox tonight, you know, they're going to air Muhammad, it's going to be uncensored, you know, it, it's going to air, and the executive's like, well, you know, I bet right now there's somebody that is going to just go in there and try to stop the episode from even airing, which we see Cartman, he makes it to the Fox Studios, and he goes under the gate for, uh, under, under the gate to get into the Fox Studios, which is really funny. The security guards never see him. It's pretty funny. So, Kyle, he tries to get himself together. He goes to this dine and gas place, and there are people who have their heads in a hole. And he goes into this, into the diner, he's looking at the TV... And there's a guy with a gun. And, you know, he's threatening to shoot him. And Kyle's like, no, I'm, I, you know, I want to stop this. So, Cartman gets into Fox Studios. And he wants to meet with the president of Fox. And the secretary's like, oh, that's great. Uh, there is a line. You have to, you have to wait for one other person <coughs> um, in front of you. So he goes to Sid, and it's George W. Bush. So, or not George W. Bush, but I'm sorry, it's Bart Simpson. So they have this discussion, and Carmen's like, what's the worst thing you've ever done? And Bart says, well, I sawed off the head, of, the head on a statue. And Carmen's like, okay, worst thing I've ever done? There's this kid I hated. I grounded his parents up and made him eat him. 
Yep. So Bart Simpson's like, okay, uh, yeah, you can go ahead of me. So Cartman has to come up with an idea of what to do. You know, what should, you know, how he's going to convince the president of Fox to not air the episode. Meanwhile, in one of the funniest parts of this entire episode, there is a meeting at the White House, or a press conference at the White House, with George W. Bush. Well, I uh, talked to the people at Fox, and uh, after further discussions, we've decided that Family Guy will air the Prophet Muhammad uncensored. And it gets the media, you know, upset. And they talk about freedom of speech at the First Amendment. It's like, what is this First Amendment that you put in? And Bush is like, well, I uh, I didn't put in the First Amendment, right? Freedom of speech. It was done hundreds of years ago. And the, and, oh, I just loved it. The media is just so upset about it. They just, you know, are distraught about this so you know they're just upset basically george bush cannot do anything with this episode of south park meanwhile kyle gets out of a truck he makes it to la and the guy that was going to shoot him says to him i'm actually a fan of family guy i don't want the show to go off the air i like the jokes within the jokes and you know Kyle agrees that he's going to do everything he can to convince the president to air this episode. So, now, Kyle sees Bart Simpson. I mean, it's not infer, you know, it's not said it's Bart Simpson, but you know it's Bart Simpson. And Bart is writing on the wall of Fox Studios, it chalk, writing, I hate Family Guy. I hate Family Guy. Just like the chalkboard joke in the in, in a lot of the episodes of The Simpsons. So, Kyle is like, do you know where the offices of the, you know, the president of Fox is? I'm trying to keep Family Guy on the air. So, Bart lies to him, and Kyle goes into this, um, sort of a warehouse janitor's closet, and Bart knocks him out with a skateboard, and he's like, Cowabunga, motherfucker. Which is which is a good. I, I actually like that. That was actually a good scene. So now Cartman has made it to meet with the executives of Fox, and he has to lie. He says that it is, you know, his name is Little Danny Pocket, and he lived in Denmark, and you know he doesn't want any more people to get hurt. Because his dad worked at the newspaper that made the comic. And he just doesn't want to see any more people get hurt. So the Fox executives say, you've convinced us, but you got to convince the writers to take it off the air. And Carmen sneaks, you know, like a line underneath his breath, like, I'm one step closer to getting the show, take it off the air. What? What was that? Oh, nothing, nothing. So now, we have Cartman, still in this, you know, fake character, little Danny Pocket, and he gets into the office as a family guy. And they take him into the writer's room, and they show who the writers of Family Guy are. The writers of Family Guy are manatees. Yes, you heard that right. If you've never seen this episode before, they are manatees. So, the guy explains to the manatees, or explains to Cartman, that the manatees have these balls put in the water. And they have different people, pop culture references, events... Basically, whatever it is, the manatees take the ball, they put it on their head, and they take it over to this little hole and they put the ball in. So, for example, 
laundry win date Mexico Gary Coleman. So they show a clip of them like, Peter, you forgot to do the laundry. You think that's bad? Remember the time I won a date to Mexico with Gary Coleman? And they show this clip. So, you know, they're, they're still hitting it on the head with making fun of Family Guy. And then they explain to Cartman that if you take one ball out, even just one ball out, the manatees stop working. They stop the writing. So, for example, a guy takes a ball out and it says river dance on it because, you know, river dance is very popular in 2006. And the manatees stop. Once they put the ball back, they start working again. So, Bart and Cartman meet up in the shed. Kyle is tied up in a net. And Cartman explains to Bart that they haven't, he hasn't done it yet. But he's got another plan in mind. He's going to wait until the people take their lunch break. When they take their lunch break, they're going, or he's going to go into the South or into the Family Guy studios, and he's going to take some balls out, and it's going to make them stop writing. So they go back. There are people there. The manatees have stopped working, and they can't believe it. You know, it's like, what what happened? Did anyone take them out? Well, obviously Carmen did, but we never saw it. We knew of the plan. Nobody ever saw it. So, the Fox president makes the decision to cancel the episode of Family Guy, to take it off the air. And Carmen just, after they've gone, lets this loud yell out, I am God! So he's celebrating that he got it out. And then all of a sudden we see Kyle. He's made it out. He's back out. He, he got, he was let go. He was let go out of the net. So Carmen knows what happens. Kyle convinced Bart to let him go. So now they are about ready to have the final confrontation. The final fight is about to happen. I'll give you the sound effect. Basically, it's like little girls fighting at each other. You know, basically, that's what it is. So we have this great fight scene. During the fight, they crash through a glass or through a window. And they crash into the King of the Hill set. And the writer or the, the animators are animating. They're doing the show. And they're just, they look for like a second. And then they completely ignore the rest of the fight. So, at one point, Cartman calls a timeout. Cartman calls time in, which, again, is a child thing. It's actually funny. That used to happen to me all the time when I played tag at school. Like, whenever I'd get real close to someone, you know, I'm about to tag, and they're like, timeout, timeout, timeout. You know, it's like, ah, you can't do that at tag. So, um, so then, you know, they keep fighting. They fight out of the... King of the Hill set and out of uh, another office in Fox and Bart Simpson whacks Cartman in the head knocks him out so Kyle now is able to go to the Fox president and he's going to convince the president to air the episode this episode's going to air and then Cartman comes in and the, the president's on the phone you know he He's about to, you know, stop it, but then he's like, hold on, maybe not. And then they're, you know, like, listen to me. This guy, th this fat son of a bitch is a liar. You know, he, he's a manip manipulator. So Carmen's like, all right, click, click. He's got a gun out. And the president's like, I'm going to listen to him. He has the gun. So then Kyle basically tells the president of Fox if... You don't air this episode. You're letting the terrorists win. You're basically letting the terrorists 
control what you're doing, control everything that happens, and it's just going to ruin everything. You can't live in fear. Actually, I'll pull the quote up real quick. The quote is, people can get hurt. That's how terrorism works. But if you give in to that, you're allowing terrorism to work. And that convinces the president of Fox to change his mind ultimately and to let the episode air. So, they air the episode and they go to the scene where it's like, Hey, you think that's bad? Remember the time I got a football helmet with a dead salmon on it from the Prophet Muhammad while I was having a toga party? So, Peter Griffin goes to the door, opens the door, and we get a message from Comedy Central saying, In this shot, Muhammad hands a football helmet to Family Guy. Comedy Central has refused to broadcast an image of Muhammad on their network. Yep, that's what happened. It happened then, and if you watch it on Amazon Prime, it still happens. So, it airs. The episode airs. President Bush watches it. It wasn't that bad. It, it, it was actually kind of funny. And then, they get a call. And they say that the terrorists are upset, and they're now going to retaliate. So, Amon al-Zawahiri, that's the guy, I, I have the note in front of me, that's why I remember it now. I didn't remember it at the time, but I remember it now. Um, so, he is upset, and he's like, alright, we're gonna retaliate, this is how we're gonna do it. And it's a cartoon. Apparently, Al-Zawahiri and Osama bin Laden made a cartoon of Americans. And they used cut-out people pooping on each other. And they end up pooping on the American flag. Some of the people that were used in this include President George W. Bush, Carson Kressley, Tom Cruise, who I actually didn't see. I missed him. Katie Holmes, and Jesus Christ. After the video ends, Al-Zawahiri gloats their retaliation by saying they burned the Americans and that it was way funnier than Family Guy. And that is the end of Cartoon Wars Part 2. I'm going to change it up a little bit this week. I'm going to actually give you my review or my grade now because there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot to go through in this episode. This is a very fun... Again, I love this episode. Part two, I think, might be better than part one um, because basically it's a Cartman-Kyle episode. And you do have Bart Simpson. It was I, I talked about it in last week's episode. And he plays a good part in it. It's very good. They don't really overdo it. Um, I remember, like, I, I remember seeing this when it first aired. And I remember when they did put the thing up about Comedy Central refusing to air the image. And I was like, oh, man. You watch it today, I don't really get that cringeworthy thing. You know, I don't have that feeling. Um... I actually did not remember the end, the actual ending of the episode with the retaliation cartoon. This is a very good... I really enjoyed it. Um, this is actually going to get my first 10 of the season. It's that good. It really is. Because, you're, because this is a topic... This is one of the things that I've learned doing this show in the three, I think it's been about three years, three or four years since I've been doing this show, that I have learned from doing South or Shark's Pond, which is there are topics that Trey Parker and Matt Stone brought up at the time that are still relevant today. Censorship is still a relevant topic today. 
the topic, like the subtopic, could always change. Like I said in last week's episode, at this time, it's about Muslims. It's about using the image of the Prophet Muhammad. This time that we are living in, it is about the cancel culture. What used to be right isn't right anymore, and people get upset real easily. So this episode is very relevant to what's going on today. And I just thought it was very well done. I have to give this a 10. There's no other grade I can give it. It really isn't. So, uh, according to the site, let's talk about on the comedy or on the South Park side. In the scene supposedly containing Mohammed, there is instead a black slate, which I've already read. This is not an embellishment. The scene was animated in the show. Matt and Trey refused to cut it, and Comedy Central refused to air it. So, once the show was delivered, Comedy Central inserted in this slate on their end. In the actual scene, Mohammed looked totally normal and hands a football helmet with a dead salmon on it to Peter. Now, I will say this. If you are interested in actually seeing the scene, that clip is up on YouTube. It is uncensored. Uh, it was put up two years ago and it has over 101,000 views. So all you have to do if you want to see it is go to YouTube, type in South Park Cartoon Wars Part 2. It's the first video you see. So, the idea of this episode. Well, I'm going to give you the short version. This is the second part of the previous episode. Span two parts, or two shows apart, because Man and Trey wanted another week to try to talk with Comedy Central. Um, during Kyle's impassioned speech about censorship to the president of Fox, he even says, yes, people can get hurt. That's how terrorism works. But if you give in to that, Doug, you're allowing terrorism to work. Do the right thing here. This was a direct shout-out to Doug Herzog, the president of Comedy Central. So, now let's get into more details. Um, this ep or The two parts was largely inspired by the Muhammad cartoon's controversy in Denmark, Jelan's uh, Posten. That was the name. Uh, in which 12 editorial cartoons, most of which depicted the Islamic prophet Muhammad, were published in the Danish newspaper Zilans Posten, leading to protests around the world in early 2006, including violent demonstrations and riots in some Muslim countries. The duo ha had wanted to create an episode centering on Muhammad months before that particular controversy flared. Parker gathered the episode's title from a headline on a television news broadcast of the controversy. Breaking news, Cartoon Wars. Muslims angered over cartoon. After the incidents, Parker and Stone wanted to include Muhammad just standing there as a harmless and not overtly offensive depiction. They felt 100% sure that Comedy Central would back them up on their efforts due to the duo's tendency to tackle serious subjects with humor and satire in the post or in the past. The network was bummed when they learned on, of their intentions, but nonetheless, as South Park as a franchise made the network exorbitant amounts of money, they could not tell them no. According to Stone, Comedy Central was initially supportive of their vision, but backed away when executives in higher positions at a parent company Viacom denied the request. As a result, Cartoon Wars Part 2 is largely based around real-life censorship they faced in producing the episode. The duo argued that refusing to show images of Muhammad would be giving in to violence. They are partially fascinated with this territory due to its creation of a new taboo, one informed of threats. The network's reluctance to allow the images to be shown factored into the duo's decision to make the episode a two-parter. 
Part of Parker and Stone's anger came from the fact that Super Best Friends, a 2001 episode of South Park, featured images of Muhammad uncensored as a superhero and aired without censorship for several years on both Comedy Central and in local syndication. The duo struggled to come up with how to present Comedy Central's refusal to broadcast images as a real situation and not a joke. Parker later related previous South Park episodes, Cartman Joins Nambla and Trapped in the Closet, which parodied Nambla and Scientology, respectively, as similar situations. You have to make sure when you're doing that kind of subject matter, you want people to know what you're doing is a joke, and then what really is real, you know, you're trying to make fun of, said Parker. The duo, instead of settling on the black title card, toyed with putting some really incredible quote up or making a big speech. At the end of the day, it felt a little too high and mighty, so we ended up doing the driest thing possible. There's actually another quote that I want to read from Trey Parker that was said during this year, 2006. That's what we said to them, was, this is South Park, and we rip on absolutely everyone in really horrible, terrible ways. And if you're saying that this is the one thing we can't do besides Tom Cruise, because they're threatening violence, well, then I guess that's what everyone should do. Then if the Catholics don't want us ripping on Jesus anymore, they shouldn't just threaten you with violence and they'll get away there. Get They'll get their way. That's why it is such a slippery slope and such a dangerous path to go down. Uh, Cartoon Wars Part 2 had some cultural references. The episode parodies Family Guy, obviously. In referencing Family Guy, the episode also brings another Fox television sitcom into the equation, The Simpsons, and, as I mentioned earlier, King of the Hill. Parker claimed that the majority of Hollywood at the time disliked the success of Family Guy, both for what was viewed as subpar lazy writing and for petty, jealous reasons regarding its high ratings. As Parker and Stone immensely respected The Simpsons, they co incorporated the reactions into the episode with Carmen meeting Bart, with whom he shares a dislike of Family Guy. They also inserted reference to the staff at King of the Hill. There was a, this animation solidarity moment where everyone did come together over their hatred of Family Guy, Parker said. The episode's opening is self-referential, it is an homage to the controversy that erupted when the duo opened its second season in 1998, not with the conclusion of, or not with the conclusion to the Cartman's Mom is a Dirty Slut cliffhanger, but with an entirely different, unrelated episode revolving around the show within the show characters, Terrence and Philip. <clears throat> Despite, now we're getting into critical response. Despite the controversy surrounding the image of Muhammad, the episode received high acclaim. Eric Goldman of IGN gave the episode a perfect review with a score of 10 out of 10, saying, The really ironic thing here is that South Park already did show Muhammad prominently in the Super Best Friends episode in 2001. Clearly, Matt and Trey are also commenting on how times have changed and how the acts of select extremists can create such specific fears in the powers that be. Hammering home their point was the episode's conclusion, which featured terrorists responding to Family Guy with a cartoon of their own, showing Jesus defecating on George W. Bush and the American flag, which pointedly was shown without being censored. This episode also won an IGN Editor's Choice Award. A 2011 review of the episode from the AV Club is part of a series that examines episodes that exemplified the spirit of its time and the properties that make television a unique medium. Noel Murray writes that the episode slyly deals with censorship and public pressures of a varying degrees, including some that are fairly discreet. During his Class Day address at Harvard University on June 7, 2006, Seth MacFarlane addressed Stone and Parker's criticisms in character as Stewie, stating that he cutaways and flashbacks have nothing to do with the story. They're just there to be funny. That is a shallow indulgence that South Park is quite above, and for that, I salute them. In an interview with Rolling Stone in 2012, Seth MacFarlane called the episode funny and accurate. Now, to the controversy. 
I mean, besides all the other controversies there are. The situation became one of life imitating art. In the week prior to the episode's airing, the teaser advertisement referenced the situation, will television executives take a stand for free speech, or will Comedy Central puss out? Comedy Central's decision to censor the image was due to concerns for public safety. The network issued a short statement the day following the episode's airing, and I will read this. In light of recent world events, we feel we made the right decision. Cartoon Wars followed only weeks after another religious run-in with the network, in which Comedy Central pulled a rerun of the Season 9 episode trapped in the closet due to its apparent mocking of Scientology. Stone publicly criticized Comedy Central executive Doug Herzog's decision as a coward or as cowardly in Daily Variety. Following the episode's airing, the ending attracted publicity, often misrepresenting and simplifying the segment's theme and message and sensationalizing the appearances of Jesus and George W. Bush. The episode aired during the Holy Week for Christians, prompting outrage from that community over the portrayal of Jesus. Brent Boswell, founder of the conservative organization Parents Television Council, criticized Viacom for celebrating insults to Christianity through the satirical anti-American scene in this episode, as well as another animated series, Insulting Catholicism, Town, which aired on NTV Germany, another Viacom-owned network. William Anthony Donahue of the, of the Catholic League criticized Stone and Parker, saying, The ultimate hypocrite is not Comedy Central. That's their decision not to show the image of Muhammad or not. It's Parker and Stone. Like little whores, they'll sit there and grab the bucks. They'll sit there and they'll whine and they'll take shots at Jesus. That's their stock and trade. In response to these criticisms, Parker and Stone agreed with these groups, noting that while images of Muhammad were forbidden, it instead appeared to be open season on Jesus, hence their depiction to illustrate the hypocrisy of the network. The duo subsequently made Donahue a villain in the 2007 episode, Fantastic Easter Special, which we'll get to at some point. In recent years, the episode has become notorious not for its lampooning of censorship and the Muhammad controversy, but for its criticism of Family Guy. You'd think Muhammad would be the flashpoint, but no, it's Family Guy everyone's talking about, at least in this hemisphere, said Scott Brown of Entertainment Weekly. The duo were disappointed upon their realization that fans cared less about their opinions on censorship and freedom of speech, but rather their fixation on Tom Cruise and the controversy surrounding Trapped in the Closet. Following the episode's broadcast, Harper's Magazine approached the duo to print their uncensored original image of Muhammad in an issue, but Comedy Central would not approve of the request. Harper's is in every Barnes & Noble, every Borders in the country now. I saw it in the airport. It has all the Danish cartoons and nothing happened. The risks were totally overestimated, I thought, Stone said. At a Television Critics Association discussion in 2006 of July, Herzog responded to the criticism directed at him, saying, quote, I don't feel unlike Matt and Trey to a certain degree. You feel bad, but it's a big judgment call made, of, made on behalf of, as Matt said, a big media company. The ramifications are Matt and Trey being pissed at you and Matt calling you a coward in daily variety. But you know, it's just a tough situation. Did we overreact? For sure. And I think history will probably show that, we hope. We'd like to think. And in a perfect world, we would have liked to have done it. It was a judgment call, one of the very few, although there seemed to have been a lot over the last six months. Matt and Trey enjoy, I think, a very fair amount of creative freedom, but it really just comes down to a judgment call. And like I said, I think history might show we overreacted, but we're willing to live like that. Stone referred to the episode censorship as really beyond, create, beyond creatively disappointing because we thought we could do something really important. Um... Yeah, I, you know, like I said it last week, I said it here earlier, obviously censorship is a big issue, it's still a very big issue uh, in today's society and in today's world. Like I said, it's just the topic changes all the time, but censorship 
is always going to be an issue that is discussed. Now, before I get into the ratings or into uh, the IMDb, I do want to talk about Family Guy and, and my overall thoughts on the show. Um, their show early on was really, really good stuff, especially picked up around the middle of season two, I thought. And for a while, it was very good stuff. But it it hit a point where it started to decline. I, I, I can't really pinpoint. I know a lot of people say that the episode where Brian dies is the episode where it starts to decline. And I, I, I can't really say that for sure because I haven't really watched Family Guy consistently since maybe in the last five years. I could be wrong on the number. Um, but it sort of goes to The Simpsons. And I'm going to use The Simpsons as an example. Everyone says that the quality of The Simpsons started to go downhill with the episode where it's revealed that Principal Skinner isn't really Principal Skinner. While that is a bad episode, I do agree with that. I don't think that's a good episode. I don't think the quality of the show started to go downhill at that point. There were seasons of The Simpsons that are still very good. There were episodes of The Simpsons long after season 9 that are very good. I think, for me... I don't th for me with the Simpsons. I'm always going to be a fan of the Simpsons. Like I'm always going to be a fan of South Park. I think what overtook the Simpsons for me from being I'm going to watch this show every week no matter what unless, you know, I have to watch a wrestling pay-per-view to I really don't care about it is a number of factors. One of which is I'm just so sick of the Lisa character. I'm so sick of Lisa Simpson. I think she is the biggest, whiniest little bitch on television. If you watch those episodes, she has to get her way. Even when she loses, she has to get her way. The perfect example is the episode where... They buy a horse and they, you know, do horse racing. The side plot to that episode is Lisa's band, school band, loses a contest. And she does everything she can to reverse the, the, the final ruling because the other school used, like, little glow sticks and mini pyro stuff. And then it takes, at the end of the episode... For Bill Clinton to come in and be like, uh, Lisa, I just want to say that we've reversed the final ruling. Your school won. What the hell is that? And then the Lady Gaga episode. Oh my God, I could not bear Lisa Simpson anymore after that. Like, I was done with Lisa Simpson. If they had killed off Lisa Simpson, that probably would have been one of the happiest days of my life. The other thing that has pushed me away from The Simpsons is the one thing that I never thought they would go for. Politics. Especially during the Trump era. You never did it during any of the Bush administrations. You never did it to Clinton. You never did it to Obama. And now you're doing it to Trump. And I'm like... Okay, I get it. You don't like Trump. It's like... For me, it's like... When you say it once, okay, I get your message. The second time, okay, I get your message. After the 400th time, you say, we don't like this guy. That's where I, you lose me. That's where, that's where I lose my interest in you. Either as a person... Or in this case, a TV show. 
And they use the characters to do this. And that's what's pushing me away from The Simpsons, is that. And some of the shows really have not been that good. Like, one of them I remember is like when they did the Empire episode, where they had Taraji P. Henson as a guest, and it was all about Mr. Burns. I, I didn't like that episode. Simpsons have lost their way. They really have. Part of it is real life. Part of it is it's not as good as it was. With Family Guy, they just have lost their edge. Like, I, I think the show has become, basically, yeah, we'll do a story, but we're going to try to shock you. And if we don't shock you, we didn't do our job. So we'll keep going until we shock you. And then when we finally shock you, you know, we'll do it all over again. And that's where I think Family Guy has gone. Whereas with South Park, do they get political? Yeah, they do. They, they, you know, they've done that. I mean, we're currently, you know, at this time, timeline in the Bush administration. But they don't shove it down your throats. They don't shove it down your throats. That's the thing. It's like Saturday Night Live. Like Sat like I love Saturday Night Live, but I don't watch the opening bit because the opening bit every week is a political skit. And most of the time it's Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump. I'm not gonna watch it. It's beating a dead horse. It's old. Get over it. So as far as my overall thoughts on Family Guy, it has good seasons, but the last few years, like, the quality has just declined, and I really think they're going more for a shock value than anything else. All right. Well, with that said, let's get into IMDb. Over 23 people have rated this episode, and the average rating is an 8.8 .8 out of 10. 872 people gave it a 10. That's going to be the grade I give it. 642 people gave it a 9. 419 people gave it an 8. 76 people gave it a 1. The average male rating, it's over 1,600 uh, males that have rated this episode. The average rating is an 8.7. Its highest demographic is in the 18 to 29 department with an 8.9 rating. Females, only 126 have rated the episode, but... It's an 8.3. Their highest demographic is the 45 and up, where the average rating is a 9.1. Um, we do have uh, some reviews. Not as, not as many as last week, actually. Guys, uh, I didn't read all of them. But I do want to read uh, these five, and they're actually all positive reviews. So... Um, let's actually go with Rain Dog Jr. to start because he had a second part to his review. And I didn't want to read the second part until I did this episode. So, let's read it. Um, the episode Professor Chaos from Season 6 ends with some questions. Just like the episode Cartoon War... Wait a minute. Yeah, just like the episode Cartoon Wars Part 1. But in Professor Chaos, we had answers immediately, unlike in Cartoon Wars Part 1. So here we have part two, and certainly the following questions are answered. Will the cartoon be allowed to air uncensored? Will Family Guy be destroyed? Will television executives fight for free speech? Or will Comedy Central puss out? The second part begins in a hilarious way. Actually, we see the beginning of a new Terrence and Phillips special. Great reference. But in that special, Muhammad also appeared as a character censored, just like in the first part of Family Guy. So this takes us again to Carmen in his quest to pull the upcoming second part of the Muhammad stuff of Family Guy. In the commentary, Trey and Matt say that they had calls from people of The Simpsons and King of the Hill after Cartoon Wars Part 1 was aired, saying thank you and you're doing God's work. For all of them, Family Guy is just like Justin Timberlake. Okay. While they, are, while they all try to make a really great work... It comes a full of gags, so that for all of them is not that even well written, but it has by far more rating. Okay, so where's the comparison with Justin Timber? 
So here we see the writing staff of King of the Hill, but that moment can't be compared to the moments with Bart Simpson. Cartman will find that there are more persons that also hate Family Guy, but still he will be leading the whole operation to pull the episode and end with Family Guy once and for all. We have references to the South Park episode, Scott Tenderman Must Die, and to the Simpsons episode, The Telltale Head. And if you can really, and if you can remember what was the big stuff that Carmen and Bart did in their respective episodes, then we'll not have any problem in order to know why Carmen should lead the Family Guy operation. More hilarious stuff with the terrorists, if you look closely at the writing in Family Guy, you will see that the jokes never derive from the plot, and I think that's totally gay. That's what Bin Laden says. And yes, Muhammad appeared uncensored on Family Guy. Certainly, Family Guy was not destroyed. The TV executives fought for the freedom of speech, but only the ones of Family Guy. So, and also, there was a retaliation, but more bizarre stuff. Funnier than Family Guy, awesome ending. Anyway, you should see Cartoon Wars Part 1 and 2, favorites of mine, or where else you will hear even bleep Bart Simpson. And find the secret of the writing staff of Family Guy. Alright, uh, let's go to the gangsta hippie who wrote, The beginning of this episode says that the conclusion will not be seen tonight so we could bring you an episode of Terrence and Philip. This is based on an April Fool's joke Trey and Matt pulled back in 1998. The season one finale had people guessing who Cartman's dad was. However, since the premiere was on April Fool's Day, they decided to play a joke and just play a mediocre Terrence and Philip episode instead. This episode is called Not Without My Anus and rarely runs in syndication. But it is not an April Fool's joke. The Terrence and Philip episode is supposed to show Muhammad but is censored. They complained to CBC and mentioned Family Guy showing the show uncensored. The person who runs CBC does not think this will happen. This is a funny conclusion with a surprising secret about the Family Guy staff. A South Park version of Bart Simpson appears as well, trying to pull Family Guy off the air. Meanwhile, the townspeople decide if they put their heads in the sand, and they will show that they are not a part of it. This is a funny conclusion. Eventually, they decide to show the prophet. The Muslims, are re the Muslims then retaliate, but with their own cartoon mocking America's beliefs. Alright, uh, this actually is the latest review. This next one I'm going to read, it's from... Kazra Jalili, 2012, who wrote, Okay, I really love Family Guy. I love it way more than I like South Park. I do believe that Family Guy's jokes are random and not relevant, but that's exactly what makes Family Guy so original and different. Anyways, I think this two-part episodes were totally okay, and as a Family Guy fan, not only I loved both of them, but also it made me respect Man and Trey way more than I already did. It wasn't a ripoff on Family Guy. Instead, it has a very important message to give about freedom of speech. The jokes at this episode were top-notch, too. Especially the way it started, which, given the events of Season 2, Episode 1, it was, in one word, brilliant. In this episode, there were a dialogue where the trucker guy, who apparently was a Family Guy fan, told Kyle, I know it's just joke after joke, but I like that. At least it doesn't get all preachy and up its own... With messages, you know. This dialogue made me respect Matt and Trey hugely. Because although they apparently truly hate Family Guy, but they were fair and didn't just insult Family Guy. I think that's exactly why Family Guy never ripped off on South Park. Uh, next uh, review is from Space underscore Hog, who wrote, After watching these two episodes, I am giving up on Family Guy forever. This episode only made me laugh some of the time when I first saw it. The ending was totally hilarious. But the episode really became funny when I watched Family Guy. Every criticism this episode makes with regard to Family Guy is 100% accurate. It's scary to think how the Family Guy staff comes up with their jokes now. Are they just swimming around in a tank with some ideal balls? Probably. I really think that South Park showed in this episode why they are miles ahead of Family Guy. The Simpsons used to be as funny as South Park is now, but recently they have gone the way of Idea Balls too. Hopefully the, idea, or hopefully the upcoming Simpsons movie will provide some good humor. Spoiler alert, it did. As for this episode, I think you will enjoy it, 
If you don't find it funny, then pop in a few Family Guy episodes and watch it again. If you don't laugh harder the second time around, then I am much different than you. A final review is from Shy Aunts, who wrote, This episode isn't as conventionally funny as the typical South Park episode. While there are a number of amusing references to The Simpsons and Family Guy, there are a few of the usual laugh-out-loud gags we've come to expect from the South Park crew. That said, this is as smart and high-minded of a cartoon as you'll likely to see. Many fans of this episode particularly enjoy its characterization of the Family Guy writing process. While the Manatee Tank is one of the more brilliant creations of Man and Trey, the real joy of this episode is the way it takes the media to task over one-sided censorship and a failure to stand up for free speech. A bit in which a confused-looking President Bush tries to explain the First Amendment to the White House reporters is a classic, and the dialogue between Kyle and a distraught television executive beautifully sums up South Park's argument about how we should respond to threats against free speech. What really made this episode perfect was Comedy Central's refusal to air a scene in which Muhammad hands a football helmet to Family Guy. Literally, a minute later, the network was perfectly willing to air a scene that contained Jesus Christ and President Bush defecating on one another and the American flag. Had Comedy Central not caved in to their fears, this last bit would have been gratuitous toilet humor. However, because the network did puss out, in the words of South Park, they essentially said, Muhammad standing there is not okay to show, but Jesus and the president defecating on one another and the American flag is okay to show. As Kyle pointed out to the fictional television executive, they made a distinction based not on the appropriate appropriateness of the material, but based on the fear of violence from a, from a particular group of people. And I think that perfectly sums up the two-part uh, cartoon wars. I think it sums it up perfectly. And really, good way to end this week's show on a very good note. So let's do the plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. And you can join us on, on Facebook, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other South Park fans just like yourself. Okay, so next week, uh, gonna be watching this again on HBO Max. I've missed watching it on HBO Max, to be honest with you guys. As next week, the episode is A Million Little Fibers. Okay, well, that's gonna be very interesting to see. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and thank you for listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Bill, and I will talk to you guys later.